Gol de Chupete. Esa bala muy larga. Esa bala para Chupete. Gol de Chupete. Gol de Chupete. Centro largo. La pelota peinada. Deflected. Manda el centro. Alvin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rayalos Nani podcast. I'm your host, Eduardo Rosso, and joining me as always is Patrick Meehan. Pat, um, this might be the last podcast we do for a while, uh, yeah. considering the circumstances that we're in. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but first, let's uh, let's recap some of the matches because Rayalos had two two kind of important matches, at least the first one against Juarez. Uh, you know, last week you and I we talked about it. We were we, we weren't getting our hopes up high just because um, the way they performed in the first leg at Juarez did uh, it, it left you like okay, I don't think this team is going to be able to do a remontada. But lo and behold, they were able to to pull out the well, sort of pull out the remontada. They they made it. They 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 won the game two nothing, and then. Um, one wanted in penalties to clinch their ticket to another final, uh, the Copa MX uh, final against Tijuana. I'm not sure when it's going to be played or or where it's going to be played, but let, let's talk about first the the second leg in, against Juarez. Uh, what did you make of the of the performance? Uh, I, I guess uh, anywhere you want to take it from from there. Uh... Yeah, first, like you said, uh, it's going to be a tough few weeks, I guess, with everything that's going on. And then, uh, and then, and then it sucks because we kind of saw Monterey's best performance the last game, the last game probably for, for a while. So it sucks that we could see a good side from Monterey. I mean, even though they would have won it would have still been impossible to make it to the playoffs probably so um but you know Copa Mekis well by the way is Copa Mekis suspended that I do not know I I, I, that's what I, I was looking up on Twitter I've not seen anything related to that on Twitter I've not seen like the verified uh Twitter account or Instagram account say anything about it so I uh, I'm not sure I mean if they were to keep it uh, I, I highly doubt it would be a, a two-leg uh, final. I, I would probably suggest just have it be winner-take-all one final this week. Uh, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Just maybe this week we'll get some news on it because as of right now, uh, as many already know, the the league I'm at is already suspended. But but yeah, it's a good question. So I know I've seen some people ask, but. Uh, like I'm right now, I'm scrolling through the, the Copa Mekis Twitter account, and they have not updated. They have not said anything, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, but well, <laughs> if that keeps, if that's still alive, then maybe we get that one little bit of football, especially our team playing it. So that would be mm-hmm. nice. But um, yeah, but the best decision is to stop everything for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So against Juarez, uh, they really pretty much put out. 
most of their starters, you know, it wasn't like a half starters, half half youth players. It was the majority of them, I think, for except for uh, Daniel Parra, if I'm not mistaken, most of the rest were all starters. Uh, so they, they really wanted to, you know, to pull this off and, and try to try to clinch their ticket to the final. And they did. But it, it started early on. Once, I think, what is it? it Funes Mori scored, I think, less than 10 minutes into the game. And that's where I thought, okay, they, they can do it because when you're trying to do a remotado, the first thing you got to do is score early just to get that momentum, get everybody just, you know, positive vibes, get everybody going and thinking, okay, we can do this. Ten minutes in, you get the first goal. All you need is one more to at least push it to penalties. And, and then after that, it's it's a, it's a crapshoot. Uh, what was your reaction or what were your, uh, I guess, what did you think when Funes Mori scored that uh, first score, uh, that first goal early on in that game? That 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 was for sure the best thing that could happen, you know, early on get it going. And the team played well; they had a lot of chances. So uh, that uh, and a lot of missed chances. So that first goal really gave us hope that okay, we just need one more, you know. It really had our hopes up because maybe if you if we would have started second half still still nil nil then you know it, it would have been a little bit more desperate and probably wouldn't have made it all the way to to where we made it so that was the best way to start I was happy I was excited I was like okay this is gonna happen like I was sure of it. you need that early goal and uh, and Monterey did it so yeah and then it kind of. I mean, there, there were some chances where Funes Mori could have tied the game or, like, you know, the aggregate score earlier. But the ball just wasn't finding the back of the net. And uh, I, I think um, there are two instances where he kind of, you know, he scored, but both of them were were marked offside. And, and obviously, within, in the Copa Mekis, there's no VAR. So, uh, you know, I, I thought they were onside, um, at least, you know, from the, the television broadcast but the the line judge uh you know he, he he saw it differently he marked it offside and so yeah i, I thought it was going to be one of those games where it was they're going to come close like like they we've seen them do all season long where uh they're close to pulling off victory but it, it just doesn't happen but somehow some way uh i guess uh the soccer gods uh, shined down on them and gave them some luck as uh, I think it was uh, the, the, the foul on Funes Mori inside the penalty box at the 67th minute mark, I believe it was. And Nico Sanchez was able to, well, well he didn't convert on the first attempt. Uh, the, the, the Juarez keeper was able to save it, but he was there to to put in the rebound and, and make the score 2-0. Uh, Juarez has had some opportunity to you know try to take the the lead in the aggregate score but uh they, they weren't able to um somehow some way uh Monterrey was able to play some sound defense and and, and shout out to Luis Cardenas who we'll talk about in a bit but he was a really good uh, he had a really good performance uh in in that second leg but um what what was your uh what was going through your mind Pat, when you when you saw Nico score that that well not that penalty but the rebound uh, to that penalty kick. Oh, 
<laughs> Did you see that video that went viral? Oh yeah, I saw that video. <laughs> That's my reaction right there. Uh, like no, and then obviously goes back into back in head and everything is fine. Um, but uh, that is just like okay. Uh, I I thought I thought actually the two two at the end of like after that goal into the the end of the game I thought. Man, we should have definitely won this, especially all the chances, all those offsides, and all that. And, you know, I was feeling nervous because we shouldn't have even gone to penalties. We should have won it in the 90th minute mm-hmm. or in the 90 minutes. So, um, uh, but that second goal was like, okay, whatever happens after this, it will happen. At least we made it, we tied it up, and then you know the rest can happen. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. Uh. Out of all those uh, 11 starters, who who caught your eye? Because for me, uh, like he hasn't had a good couple of weeks, but uh, Funes Mori, real like really stepped up when they, when the club or when the squad needed him. Obviously, getting that first goal uh, early on in the game, and and then just just having some bad luck. Uh, again, I, I I was adamant that those goals were onside and they should have counted, mm-hmm. but. You know, with Novar, what can you do? But he, he really, uh, someone needed to step up offensively just because, as we saw against uh, Chivas too, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, the team kind of struggled offensively. And uh, he really did he really did uh, answer the call when, when the club needed him. And we'll, we'll see what, if he can, or whenever this hat or whenever this uh, season picks up again, and if he can just... Uh, just get this get this rolling again and and become that consistent striker that that we we saw last year. But anybody else aside from Funes Mori that kind of caught caught your attention there? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Funes Mori was good offensively, you know, helped us a lot in that regard. We also got to talk obviously Luis Cardenas, who really really stepped up. He was just he was just amazing. Yeah, there's no there's no other way to put it. Like. It's not normal that a goalkeeper has an amazing performance. You can talk about the general black performance against Liverpool in that second leg in Champions League. That was amazing. It was kind of that type of performance where just a goalkeeper has everything in their path. Every, everything that they touch is is fine, you know. Um, then and then in the middle, um, you. I mean, I liked a little bit of everything. Like Charlie yeah. was good. Celso, I think, was good. You know, there was nothing really that stood out to me that much. Yeah. What I liked, uh, it was like a, a Gallardo also. It was like a, a good, complete performance from when we were in the, the attack in third because we really did create a lot of chances. So mm-hmm. that's what I liked. Yeah. It's not what, like one specific maybe other than Funes Mori because Funes Mori was the one, you know, handling it in the, 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 that final touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, we lost a big one. I think it was more Funes Mori. I mean, Pavon's fault. But um, I, I like the combination of the attack in that in that game. Yeah, Let, let's just talk about the man of the match. Let's uh, not uh, delay it anymore. But Luis mm-hmm. Cardenas, that, I think he's at least earned the the Apertura twenty twenty season as the starter, just because. You, you kind of want to reward players who, who 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 step up like this. I mean, we saw it at the Club World Cup where 
he had a really good performance and and scored the the game winning PK. Yeah. And and again here in the second leg of the and, and pretty much he's done it all in the Copa Mekis. Like he's been pretty consistent. And if you're gonna let Barovero go and and actually want a Mexican goalkeeper, I know there's gonna be discussion between him and and Hugo Gonzalez, but for me right now, you gotta reward Cardenas for the performances that, that he's kinda put on in the Copa and and then the second leg where he he stepped up like especially in the PKs he, he in all those goals that 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 Juarez scored he was either just a second late from from making the save or he ended up you know saving it um I don't know what uh, Diego Roland was thinking on that shot um but kudos to Cardenas for I don't know if he I think did you tweet that out that video out where yeah. I think Diego Roland did it. I don't know when he did that uh, type of PK shot, yeah. but it, it, but kudos to Cardenas for paying attention in the video room and, and realizing that hey, this is this I, something you can try. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what you want in a good goalkeeper. You want someone that's gonna know a player's tendencies, know where he's more comfortable. You know, just what this player can do. You know, has up his sleeve and. and like I said, it's just it's it's smart. It's smart. It's 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 good. It's good. Uh, video smarts in it, and he paid attention. And so, just because of this Copa Mekis run that he's had, I think he's kind of deserving of that, of that starter's role. If if they decide to depart, or you know to part ways with Barovero, I don't know if you feel the same way. No, one hundred percent. I mean, that's he's done enough, pretty much. Every time you put him, we put him, you know, to play, he just performs like i can't remember one bad performance from him and uh obviously the penalties give him the spotlight but you know during regular match play he also gets you know he also does what he does in an amazing fashion i think he's definitely earned it if you know if um if whatever whatever happens in the summer about a way to leaves or anything the starter needs to be cardenas that's yeah. it yeah, no, like, like nobody's going. gonna want uh, Hugo Gonzalez, and not only want Hugo Gonzalez or not, but they don't want to buy anybody. They want Cardenas to play, and I think that's the smartest decision. You know, not not first, not spending any money on that position, and then somebody that really loves, like the fans love him. So yeah, and you can tell like he's very confident. Like when when. Um, uh, Roland was before he was taking that PK. You could see Cardenas was like he was nonchalant, like he was loose, like he he wasn't tense, he wasn't nervous. Like the guy was smiling. It, it, it felt like the moment wasn't too big for him, and that's what the the Fox um, Deportes uh, broadcast. You know, they, they were saying that Cardenas is still smiling despite this being a high pressure situation, and that's what you kind of want in a goalkeeper. You kind of want a goalkeeper that's. Uh, you know, he he let in. He he didn't block. Uh, I think was it the three or four that or the three or four that went in before him, but it didn't let him like it didn't discourage him. It didn't change his mindset. He was still confident. He was still not letting the moment get to him. And like I said, the guy studied his 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 video um, and guessed right on what Roland was going to do. And he's just shown that. This is that it's his net now, and I think you know management. I think the directiva should 
should reward players for this. If you're playing great and you put on a performance um, during the Copa Amigas or any opportunities that you're given, uh, I, especially now that more than likely Barovero is leaving, he, or he, he deserves uh, first crack at this job. At least give him one tournament and then see what he can do as a, as a, as a starter full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And I'm pretty sure 99.99% of the fans want Cardenas to, yeah. to be there. So Yeah, and he scored a PK too. That's not something That's we crazy. forgot to mention. <laughs> Super <laughs> he, calm. And yeah, yeah he, I think that was uh, after uh, saving uh, the shot on Roland, he, he you know stepped up right next and, and he converted his PK. And so... Yeah, I mean that's what you kind of want in a goalkeeper. He has he has moxie, he has confidence, and and we'll see if that can. Uh, it should earn him the job uh, for the apertura, but we'll see if he can just claim to that net for the next however long, and and see if he can you know be the starter for the next five years or so, however long he, he's here for. Um, the PKs, Pat. Uh, let's talk about Jonathan Gonzalez who missed that first. Uh, penalty kick and he kind of was getting hammered by, by people on Twitter uh, I don't understand that decision of Turco putting in someone that just you know came in he, did, he didn't play that much I don't know if you question that decision to allow him to go try it first but but yeah I wasn't uh, a big fan of that decision and, and I'm not even a bigger fan of the people who were ripping him when he it, it's not his fault it's the, the the manager the coach that said you know what you you go out there and do it just because i don't think jonathan would say yeah i want to go first uh i think he played less than 10 minutes or so so he, he barely got any playing time barely got any time to get his his you know a feel for for the game but what did you make of that decision of, of uh turco having him go first yeah, that was a weird one. I, I, I didn't think of Jonathan Gonzalez as a guy that would, you know, um, be up up there with the penalty and the penalty, you know, list. Um, I think, I don't know why, like, I, don't, I didn't think, or I don't, I don't remember, Turco said something, I'm not sure, about why Jonathan Gonzalez went first. But uh, um, we just, I don't know. Ah, I remember. Now I remember. I'm sorry. Um, uh, El Chileno, uh, the, the reporter for RG, uh, he said that uh, the day prior to that game, they practiced penalties and Jonathan Gonzalez scored every single one of them. And that's why Turco decided to go <laughs> first with him. So, yeah. That's yeah, uh, that's, uh, that even makes me even more confused. It's like, you should have like, I think for me, well, I don't know. This is how I, I view PKs. I don't know if you, if you view them, you can give your input, Pat. But I feel like PKs, you kind of got to have some type of momentum heading into the game because if you if you put in someone cold that's barely playing, any, like he, I think I said, he, I think he barely played 10 minutes or less, just, you're not going to get a feel for the game playing that type of minutes and then ask in a high-pressure situation, hey, be the first person to, to set the, the momentum for us in, in the PKs with, you know, the the winner going to the Copa Mekis finals. Like, just because he practiced it in practice, like, practice is different than an actual game. Like, you shouldn't base your game in-game decisions on just practice. Like, like, you know, this is all subject to change. It shouldn't be, 
yeah, I'm going to stick with, with what, what we're doing in practice and that's it. Like, no, you, you should always, yeah, that, I think for me practice is like a blueprint, but it's always subject to change. If, if you, you know, you got to have some type of gut feeling heading into that or some type of gut feeling decision, I should say. I should say. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know if you, if you agree with, with that and having, you know, him based his, his uh, PK lineup just because of what they, what they did in practice. Yeah, I know, I, and 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 you know why why I agree with you even more. And Turco should have gone with gut feeling a little bit more because I remember during the final against America, uh, where he went with gut feeling for um, for Bangioni and I think uh, for Jansen as well. Because I remember him talking with a with a TV channel in Argentina and saying something about that that his gut feeling told him, okay, let's give it to Bangioni. He's gonna score the winner, and he did. Um, or may one, one, two things could happen here. Maybe Turco had that gut feeling that Jonathan Gonzalez was gonna score again, and the second thing was that you know nobody uh, wanted to step up for mm -hmm. that first penalty. One of those two things. I don't see Jonathan Gonzalez doing that, being like, "Hey, let me go first. Um, but I think Turco just went with what he saw in practice, which tells us a little bit on on, on what we think, that they're just being complacent at this point. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they're not into it as much. And that's maybe why we're not being the best team out there. I don't know. Something feels off a little. Yeah. Everybody's a little relaxed, I guess. But, uh, I mean, it ended up working out because... Better than us. Better than us. Yeah. He was even about to save like every other penalty. I mean, he touched every other penalty. Yeah, he was close. Of. He was close. Like on every penalty uh, kick that that Juarez made, or yeah, that they made, uh, he was like maybe inches. But he guessed right. Like the 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 side that they were firing the ball, he guessed right. It was just, it it was it was just you know out of his reach, and and you know that's not something that you know he can't do he can only do so much he can guess right but sometimes the ball just either has too much force or, or it's just inches away from his from his fingertips but uh uh before we just wrap up this uh this uh talk uh, over the win against Juarez um that last uh that last pk um that missed by um uh I think it was it Vinegra uh from Juarez What did you? What was your reaction once uh, um, you know his, his shot hit the the goalpost and you saw Cardenas just running, you know, towards towards everyone to celebrate? Yeah, I really did celebrate this one. I mean, before heading into this match and during that first leg against Juarez, I was like, I'm over, man. This is this is just rough. And then I, this game started and obviously got excited with. Funes Mori goal and then the Nico Sanchez goal, but in the penalties, I was just super like, ah, something's just off this season. I don't think we'll have that same look. And um, at that, that at that second that that ball went out, um, yeah, I celebrated it. I was like, okay, we're in a final, I, again, a final. This is let's not take it for granted. Yeah. At least we have that, you know. Um, so that was like like that was like the overall feeling at that time. And and this is the closest anyone can come to winning like a treble in the in the league oh, yeah. in the it won the Mexican league because obviously if you're competing in the Concacaf Champions League that that season you can't compete in the Copa Mekis. So uh, Monterrey last year won the the CCL. They won they won the league and and now they have an opportunity to win the Copa Mekis. When whenever that happens, I don't know. We'll we'll see when when 
you know the the Copa Mackey's Twitter account or social media aspects of their other accounts uh, put out any information to let us know if this is going to happen whenever, whenever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, let's transition over to the league. Uh, it was. Let's start before the match. Uh, the day before, uh, on Friday, there were matches played with fans in attendance. And then that following day, like it was a Saturday afternoon, they the league uh, put out a statement saying that, you know what, no you know, no fans for the rest of the of the games. I'm not sure if they, they caught backlash of it or somebody said, you know what, this isn't a good idea. But I feel bad for the people who made the trip from Monterrey or different parts of Mexico to, to Guadalajara and, and had to find out that, you know what, uh, the game's being played behind closed doors. So what did you what did you make of the, the whole, I, I think it's a debacle the way the league handled it. I mean, it should have been, all games should have been p- played behind closed doors, especially when you think of like Tijuana, that, which is, you know, a border, a border city and you just have people coming in, in and out. Um you know, from from the other side, uh, from the U.S. to to watch Cholos games, I thought it was just uh, I don't know, it was it was it was a a weird way of handling uh, this. Yeah, it was it was it was a bad way of handling it. Like almost everything they do, or almost every decision they do, I can't remember the decision that they took that was like applauded. Um, and then yeah, it sucks for the fans that travel to Guadalajara. And had to stay out of the stadium. Um, I mean, first, I wouldn't have traveled in this situation. Um, but, you know, there's still people out there that are traveling and moving. And we'll talk a little bit about it in the last section of this podcast. But um, that's the first thing. And then if you are ready, like, don't decide an hour before. I guess, yeah. like, I get it. That's good. It's a good decision at the end of the day, you know. But... Come on, make that like a day after. It should have been on Thursday. Thursday, like yeah. before the, the league game started. Like, you know what? All games are going to be played behind closed doors. And, and like I said, some people pointed out on Twitter, uh, you let fans come in from or, or attend, you know, Cholos matches, which is, you know, Tijuana, which is a border state or a border city, I should say. Uh, and you have fans come in from not just Tijuana, but you have fans come in from like the nearby cities on the u.s side like san diego so you have uh you know fans from both mexico and the u.s coming in and that just that wasn't a very smart decision yeah bad decision like almost everything like i said and then bad handling of everything i mean at the end of the day right now it's all you know suspended so that's good but it took a while it took some bad decisions and stuff to happen <laughs> so that they get to that point yeah uh, but they ended up in the right place yeah no they, they ended up right making the right decision they 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 gave everybody that was craving sports one last weekend of of soccer but but let's talk about the match against chivas um which uh which for some reasons or i guess since it was like one of the only sports or only live sports going on in the in the u.s it was picked up by like cbs uh <laughs> cbs sports was tweeting about this and other funny, places yeah. like uh uh bleacher report betting was tweeting about it just because there's nothing else to bet on in terms of sports <laughs> but yeah but yeah it kind of got the attention of everybody and and more people were following the league just because this was the only live sports that they were getting uh but let's 
the match I thought heading in, I thought it was I thought that they were gonna to pull out a victory. Like I don't know, maybe I'm just starting to be naive. I I, I think when I look at some players like Pat, you 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 are a Barcelona supporter. You 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 get the sense that some players not just play for the money, but play for the love of the club. Like they 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 love the club, they love the supporters, and I I just feel like at some point that love is gonna have to like wake them up and say, you know what? Look, we're not gonna make the league, or you know we're not gonna make the league. I should say, but let's just play and play with some you know some type of dignity and let's give our fans something to cheer about let's you know have them play or you know try to win the games against some of the the big clubs in mexico like chivas win the clasico regio like win those important games Mm -hmm. that are left on the schedule and just give us something to cheer about uh but yet again i'm 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 proven wrong uh or may look like an idiot by thinking, you know, the, the, these players will play for the love of the club, play for the love of the supporters. Uh, they say all the right things, but when, when it comes to like playing on the fit on the pitch, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, turn into results. Um, but yeah, let, let's, let's talk about this game or, or anything else you wanted to add pregame, because I was also proven wrong on thinking Akilova can, uh, you know, pull, yeah. pull, uh, you know, he had a really good game against uh, against San Luis. He scored, he scored his first goal with Monterrey, and I thought, you know what, he's gonna, you know, bring this momentum. He's gonna start proving Turco wrong because reports are is Turco didn't want him, doesn't like what he's seeing in practice, and I thought, you know what, I think I think he's gonna have some type of motivation to prove him wrong, and. I was made look like an idiot <laughs> by by that decision um, or that having that idea uh, in that first half uh, because let's just focus on on Aki. There was a couple of times that man can can you have a a better first touch because I remember in that uh, it was like maybe within that fifteen minute mark or somewhere around there was like early in the game where Charlie Rodriguez puts puts the ball on a tee for him like Charlie he, he he you know he heads the ball gives it to him and if Aki just has one good t- if, if he just has a, t- a good touch he can fire off a good opportunity on on goal on target but because of that bad first that bad first touch it, it leads to you know uh, Chivas being able to pretty much uh, separate him from the ball and it's just there were a couple more instances of that. It's just bad first touches. And then it wasn't just him. There was a couple of other players, but him being the lone striker, him being the goal scorer, it's just, it puts a more magnifying glass on him. And it's just, man, just that shouldn't be an issue. Like I get it, it happens once in a while, but it was just happening consistently. And when you're trying to prove your coach wrong to, for him to give you some type of more responsibilities, just having bad first touches isn't 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 gonna you know put him in his uh, good gracious. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, he looks weird in a sense, I guess. Um, um, it's a, it's a weird it's a, it's also a weird season to like judge the players and everything. I guess that 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 everybody's just down on on their 
under under you know the moment momentum wise uh, but you would think, like you said, you know, guy like Akelova has something to prove, trying to get minutes in this club and all that, would uh, would absolutely perform. Uh, yeah, he didn't impress the coach or any of the of the of the fans or of the of the press or anything. He's trying. He's starting to get more and more uh, critiques, and yeah. uh, it's time to for him to show what he's made of. Yeah. Especially when you have, you know, Funes Mori out with the suspension and then you have Jansen out with uh, with an injury that they finally acknowledged. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, and then you had, um, let's talk about the Chivas goal just because uh, set pieces. It's it's just, I don't know, man. It, it was, especially when you look at the full 90 minutes and what, they could have been if they would have just had some attention to detail in that in that corner kick set piece where uh look again um as much as you know we love him nico <laughs> once again i'm not sure what he was doing there if he is caught daydreaming or he's caught uh focusing on other things but he loses his man um uh, uh, you know and um and it's Jesus uh, Jesus Molina at the twentieth minute mark that you know makes it one nothing, uh, and and once again it kind of felt like you know Monterrey had some momentum they were they were creating dangerous scoring chances, but it's just that killer backbreaker where they they have all the momentum but the opposition can just catch a break, like Chivas did in that in that corner kicks that piece, and you have Molina put in the back of the net, and and you're kind of deflated there, and and that's how I felt like once I saw um, that Molina goal, I was yeah. like, yeah, like this team really really needs to start scoring that first goal just to get some some momentum. Um, but yeah, what, what did you make of that play and um, of that and that goal? I guess you can say, yeah. Nico Sanchez needs to step up for real. I mean, and and, and we can't can, can he step this. up? Do you think that that this is at this point in his career, at this point in his age, this this is just what he is? Like he's a good yeah, exactly. rotational center back. Like he's he's exactly. a good rotational center back just because he just either doesn't have that attention to detail or he's just too slow to react. Yeah, like because we've said it before, this backline is is gaining up on age, and uh, you know, little by little, they're gonna deteriorate, and that's showing Nico Sanchez. I mean, age is really showing up on Nico Sanchez, and how uh, you know, top class defender uh, should should play, and he's not doing it. Um, he needs to be either you know. Rotated, or trying to, or or move him, or yeah, rotated. I mean, that's the best decision because if not, uh, this is gonna keep happening. Yeah, and I think we'll probably have to reserve that for like our season wrap-up podcast where we talk about potential reinforcements at that central, you know, defense. Uh, because at this point, Nico's your you know, third string center back if you want to keep him, which I'm pretty sure they're going to keep him just because it would be pretty weird to sign someone to an extension and then try to sell them off. Um, uh, but we'll see what what they decide to do there. But um, 
Talk about Jesus Gallardo because he was another guy that was having a rough performance. Yeah, um, Gallardo had started with a rough performance. Uh, and also this season, he hasn't really been the best. But then I, I saw some good things. Obviously, that goal was pretty nice. And then, he, I don't know, I feel like every in the second half, I feel like every time he touched the ball, something was being created. Um, so that's why I appreciate of him. I, I, I wasn't liking him on the beginning, and then he kind of closed. The, when that closing of the game kind of, he started growing up on me in, in the sense of, you know, liking him or liking his performance a little bit more. He's he's one of the players that has been lacking, but he's very important for us in the in the chances creation side of things, and and I mean it's too, pretty much too late, but we we should have seen more of that second half way out of the, uh, for this the whole season, you know. Yeah, because in that second half, they they something clicked in them, and I think a lot of people pointed to to Maxi Massa being the the spark that the offense needed because. Uh, in that and those you know that which includes that Gallardo goal but in those last 30 minutes or so uh the offense really started picking up you saw you you saw a lot of them a lot of more chances being created and it, it, it led to the Gallardo goal and, and I think it was Maximessa being that 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 spark that they needed but why can't this team put close to 90 minutes of that type of soccer especially this season like I'm still trying to figure out why what why they'll have spurts the first 20 minutes or so of a game they'll 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 score or not score but they'll be creating dangerous chances and then the the either the opponent scores or I don't know what they it, it's just something doesn't happen and they just go flat for 40 minutes 30 minutes or half of the game and then when they really need to They'll they'll either score a goal, which won't be enough, or they just start creating a lot of chances but don't result in any goals. Yeah, it's weird, man. And and also want to give that credit to Maxi Mesa because you know he gets hated a lot, and, and when he's there, he's there, and he showed it. We just need to see more of that Maxi Mesa. Like we need to see more of of the Rayados. Like you said, it's a little bit of. Just bits and pieces here and there, and uh, we can't see. We can't just seem to see it for for more than thirty minutes in a game, which is complicated. It's bad. Uh, that either. That, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of factors to 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 talk about, but I think that's physic uh, physical, you know, physical thing, a mental thing, where they just some of them can't go for that much anymore, and that's not a surprise, or shouldn't be a surprise. Of because of the age that some of those players have, I mean, they're not the youngest anymore. Yeah. Uh, but um, anything else you want to add in before we talk about the the controversial point of, of this match? Because that's where we'll probably spend the rest of this conversation with. Um, uh, anybody yeah. else catch your attention? Catch your catch your eye? Because I, I, I as much as. Um, I harp on the defense. Like aside from that set piece goal, they were pretty decent. Like they 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 weren't they weren't. There were a couple of Chivas chances, but for the most part, like in that second half, Chivas kind of kind of went away. Like offensively, they weren't you know creating much. Uh, 
So I, I do think that aside from, again, that miscommunication there on that first goal, they uh, just from open play, they were, they were you know, decent. They, they, they stopped the bleeding and they didn't allow for any other goals to, to make this comeback or, 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 or a potential comeback, uh, uh, you know, not a, not a big mountain to climb. And I think I'm also going to praise Matias Kranjvitar. He, I don't think he's at full form yet, uh, but it's nice having a signing. Just like I said, I think in the previous podcast, it's nice having a signing that can perform um, right off the bat. So mm-hmm. he's he's been playing really good, and it's going to be a really interesting competition between him and Sergio Ortiz. And if they don't go with the uh, doble cinco, then we're going to see who's going to win that competition. And as much as I love Sergio, Granovic has a history of like you know I guess up usurping would be the right word. Uh, I wouldn't call Sergio a club legend, but like uh, uh, you know a starter that's you know, comfortable with his his, his uh, position, but but I mean, we saw at River where we talked with um, Fernando Fiore where he he where Caranevita at, at a young age he came in and and took over the position held by uh, I think it was Poncio um, uh, there at River. So you know, this isn't this isn't something new for Caranevita to to come in and take someone uh, someone's job. So, what did you make of his uh, performance, and who else caught your caught your eye uh, in that game? Uh, yeah, first of all, I gotta get, you know agree with you in the fact that the defense um, was solid. Uh, you know, she was were unable to create that many chances. And oh, so, yeah, you know, gotta... sorry to sorry to interrupt you, Pat, but um, uh, yeah, they were. Like, I I should add this, but they were able to keep uh, JJ Macias and. Um, yeah, and Oriel Antuna pretty much quiet for the most of that. Like you barely, you know, you barely kind of notice that they were in that game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but Kranevita was also one of the players, like you said, that you know got got a bunch of credit um, for for his performance. But uh, if I if if I gotta pick somebody else or not pick pick somebody else, but somebody else, I. That kind of caught my eye. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Gallardo, like I said before, before, um, because because not only was he good in that second half, but I, but I like the fact that he was being poor and he, I saw him picking up his, picking up his, his bad performances, his bad habits to actually put on a good performance at the end. So I, you gotta give it to him. You know, he wasn't just like, oh my god, I, this is not my game, and he gave up. No, I kind of saw him. Uh, trying to be better, and and he was, and he scored that goal. So, I gotta give it to him. And okay, uh, I'll let you take the floor first on this. What did you make of that um, Cesar Montes goal that was called back? Because the ref doesn't whistle, but at the same time, like I, I uploaded the video uh, of the analysis from the Fox Deportes crew, Miguel Layun doesn't ask for a, you know, doesn't ask for a wall and so the he doesn't need the ref's whistle to to begin play and when you look at the the replay it kind of it, it kind of shows the referee kind of signaling goal at least that's what the the fox crew was was uh, talking and debating uh, yeah what did you make of that uh, non-goal call 
Well, I was I was watching it in Fox as well. So um, I the, the referee uh, to the spot, and uh, uh, I mean, you know, uh, depending on the angle you saw, you know, TV angles and all that, it, it kind of looked because of the angle of the camera it kind of looks like he's pointing uh to the spot but he's not pointing to the spot if he was going to call that back like right away he would he would have this is what they do they wave up top in their head like no 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 this this play is off i never got it to start you know they just wave up top and uh he doesn't do that he points like how they point uh after a goal is scored so first of all that's that's off the bat, just that. Um, if you if, if people want to keep kind of like debating that, it's just it's just uh, people that are fans. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Barcelona like it's like the Barcelona Real Madrid debate. It just it can't be a good debate. Um, it, it's impossible to debate it. You know, at the end of the day, it's fans debating on what they like better. But it, but here, there's cold hard facts where. Uh, when there's a goal score, the ref points toward the spot. And when the, the, the play was never supposed to start, the ref uh, whistles like three or four times and waves uh, in the top of his head. So he doesn't do that. He does the first one. It's a goal. Um, but something happened and it never got explained. And we will never know, I guess. Well, yeah. Do you do you buy into the conspiracy theories that or conspiracy theories that the league doesn't want Monterrey to win because they they beat America the Azteca? <laughs> no, no, for sure, no. I don't buy into that. Uh, I get it; it makes sense. It's uh, kind of like a coincidence, I must say, but I don't buy into that. And no, I don't buy into that. <laughs> um. Anything else that you wanted to talk about this match? I know there was one last thing that I wanted to talk about, and you had um, uh, you had uh, the Tudenic uh, broadcast say, um, I-, I found that funny when they uh, when Gallardo scored and, and oh. they said gold from Pumas, <laughs> gold of Pumas. Yeah, yeah, Puerto with his little kind of like mental um, <laughs> hiccup. Uh, he then put it on Twitter like, okay, yeah, I messed up. If you want to criticize me, criticize me. I don't care. And then people started just making fun of that, and he took it well, it, and it it happens. I guess I mean you know Gallardo has been a Pumas player for a while before Rayado, so I get it, or I don't get it, but you know it happens. I guess I'll never know until I'm in the booth calling a game, uh, you know what that feels like, or or those type of. I mean, because I know there's you know from from friends of mine that do that, how you know it's complicated. It's not the easiest task in the world, but. Perro Hermudes is very experienced and I think maybe age is getting up to him. I don't know, but that was fun. Yeah, you kind of noticed that with like older announcers where they start confusing um, players' names or players or teams. But um, when you have that, I guess, uh, legendary status as, a, as an announcer, you could kind of get away with those, especially if he can learn to laugh at himself. Like if, exactly. if, that 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 kind of takes away from the whole, whole um, you know, people making fun of you. But, but yeah, anything else that you wanted to touch up on this on this one-one uh, um, draw? Uh, 
No, uh, it was a, it was a frustrating match. Rayo should have won that. And not only because of that ref's decision, but just because of they just played better. Yeah, I, I really do think that, and um, and that's it. That was just like frustrating result, frustrating match in general. Uh, a little bit more of what was what's been going on this season, really. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where this. We'll see when we see Monterrey again. They're they're scheduled to play Santos. When that will happen, or if that will happen is remaining to be seen because pat uh as we know this last week we're recording this on a monday night it still hasn't been a week but uh i think what was it wednesday thursday night thursday thursday i think it was thursday night right or wednesday night one of the i think it was wednesday night um north america or, or the u.s or the u.s yeah no i would say north america uh kind of started taking the whole coronavirus epidemic seriously because i mean it's been ravishing europe specifically like places like italy and and spain but all parts of the of the world you're seeing people or not people but but sports leagues shut down their leagues uh with no like timetable because once the government is saying no amount of people or i think they're putting a limit like there's uh no, no mass gatherings of 50 or more people until I think they said the next month or so until May when maybe they can be gatherings of 50 or more people. That's still not a set in stone. That's just uh, what they're estimating. Uh, but what are you what are you making of the uh, pretty much uh, of of this coronavirus saga kind of shutting down sports? Yeah. Uh, this sucks and this absolutely sucks and maybe they maybe you know we should have or our countries or our, our, our leaders and all that should have probably taken action sooner but they did when they did and that's nothing that we can do about it you know uh, unless we're in a position of power to change yeah you know politics <laughs> but um uh, it's a it's a horrible moment. It's a, it's a, not a place where we ever thought we would be in a sense of, you know, when this whole coronavirus thing started, I don't think anybody would ever say, oh, yeah, uh, there won't be football for a while. There won't be NBA. There won't be baseball. There won't be hockey. I don't think anybody ever ever thought of that. But um, we got to this point and now it's time to put action and i'm glad that they're canceling and suspending everything because that would definitely help uh you know public gatherings are never a good idea when this type of outbreaks and it's the best decision we don't like it because we like to watch sports and i get it i hate it but there's other things to do and uh, that first thing to do is to stay at home and, and just try to not not spread this whole thing anymore yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if there was still games going on with with full-on stadiums, you know, this virus will be everywhere by now. And yeah. Thankfully, or hopefully, this also helps to just not have that not happen, please. Yeah, because uh, if, you, if you don't follow basketball, they, um, I'm not sure who did this, but somebody, I'm not sure if they tweeted it out or they were just talking about it, but they made a, like a, a like a little diagram charts um when when rudy 
Joe Barrow, the Utah Jazz, tested positive for coronavirus. They made like a chart of players that played the Jazz in that time frame where they think Gobert got infected, and then they they mapped out of the of the teams that they played, and then the teams that the Jazz played ended up playing next. Uh, so it, it, you could see like they're they're. The virus could have easily gone spread it around very quickly, uh, but for the most part, I think only three NBA players have tested positive. Um, uh, you had uh, Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz, and uh, uh, I don't know, I forgot his name. Uh, from the, another player from the uh, one player from the Detroit Pistons uh, yeah, is the I other know. one that I forgot his name, but those are the three players that have tested positive uh, for coronavirus. And then I think you had today I saw um, uh, Flamengo's head coach. Uh, uh, yeah, Joe, uh, yeah, he tested positive for coronavirus because I think a player or or somebody that he was, no, I'm not sure if it was a player or an assistant or something like that. No, it was like uh, their vice president, something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, somebody, somebody in their in their in their front office that yeah got tested and tested positive for for coronavirus. Um, but yeah, you're just you're seeing how quickly this thing can spread, like. A couple of weeks ago, you you wouldn't think it would be hitting Brazil, but now now you're starting to see uh, it's starting to spread in, in South America, and, and there too, like they they've shut down uh, Liber, Libertadores, they've shut down, all leagues are shutting down. Um, who knows when they'll be, all be back? But uh, what what do you, when do you think we'll see? Do you think Liga Mekis is going to come back? Do you think they? Sh- to come back, or how long do you think? Um, how long do you think this is gonna gonna last? I I think we'll see sports, but I don't think we're gonna see sports until May. Yeah, NBA was just um, talking, or this the last reports were saying like probably like June when they'll be back. So mm-hmm. that's that's a while to go, and that's United States NBA top class organization and a top class country, you know, in in this in the sense of of organization and and all that all that uh, you know things but uh but then you have mexico and then you have the league mx and then you have uh, a bad way of managing everything and not only the league mx which we know it's a mess like every week something new comes up and then the press i mean not the president but the the country and as a whole has just not taken this uh, seriously. They've mm-hmm. been taking it as lightly as possible. And this thing, I think, in Mexico is going to spread a little bit more and faster than it did in the U.S. I think mm-hmm. the U.S. was able to hold it. And, and I think we're, like, maybe th- a month behind, like, places like Italy and Spain yeah. where they're, right now, they're feeling it because right now they're they're on a 14-day quarantine France today announced too that they're they're they were gonna t- uh, tell residents to don't come out or you know stay quarantined for 15 days, yeah. uh, and even some states I'm not sure how it is in Florida, Pat, but some states have already closed bars, mm-hmm. nightclubs. Re- uh, they've told restaurants to to don't you know don't don't have anybody dine in, have only takeout. Um, I know a lot of places where I eat, they're they're only doing takeout. There's you know you can't eat here. Um, you know, as as, nor- as people normally would. Uh, so you're starting to see not quarantine, but pretty much limiting people uh, how long they can stay outside. And they're even encouraging people to say, hey, if, if you don't have to go out for like food or, or the essentials, like if you don't have to go out, don't go out. 
yeah. uh, unless you have unless it's you know to get food or something that's essential that's important uh, so we'll see if uh, everybody in North America follows that that advice because right now we're I guess we're at the at, at the beginning of this storm we're not we're not in the middle of it just yet yeah exactly and uh mexico like i said is i don't think they, i mean they took it lightly this is gonna maybe fight fat you know stronger and worse and uh i think the liga mexican go even longer without it being resumed which that would make it mm, just be canceled or i don't know I, I guess they'll decide when that time has to come but it- yeah, no, I was gonna say I don't know it how many of it. Good. It doesn't look good uh, in in the worldwide spectrum, let alone in in Mexico. It just doesn't look good, and and it sucks. But what the only thing that people can do is to stay at home, like you said, just go out for the essentials. Just just go out for absolutely something that is needed. But apart from that, it, it just just stay at home. Yeah. And, I, and like I was going to say, you don't know how um, these, I know that there's some teams who have like good, solid television deals, but you don't know how, how, how much they depend on, on fans coming in and, and buying tickets. It's, it's, yeah. it's just, well, uh, I know Monterrey has a good TV contract and, and for the most part, they, they, they have fans that come in and, and, and for the most part, fill up the stadium. So I think they'll be, they'll be okay. But I'm thinking like of the, of the, of the you know the lower tier teams who probably depend more on on attendance that are probably going to feel feel the hurt uh they depend on 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 the you know people buying tickets and all that so we'll see where this all goes i think um if if it doesn't come back if we're into may and we don't have any like updates on this then at some point you just gotta say you know what cancel the season we'll start this up in uh, we'll start this earlier. I know they start usually in August. We know we'll start this in mid-July. Uh, mm-hmm. Here, here's the okay. Once they cancel the season, they can say, you know what? Here's the transfer windows open for for Mexican teams for you know the, the transfer season's open, uh, and we'll start the season a bit earlier than than normally than normally we they, that they would. So we'll see. We'll see what what, what all happens um, as this all develops. Uh, if they cancel the season, obviously we'll have to do a a, a recap of of, <laughs> of this season, <laughs> um, yeah. and we can finally talk transfers and all that stuff that some people uh, really enjoy talking about. But um, uh, I think that's gonna be it, Pat. Um, last thing I want to talk about is since people are gonna mostly be staying indoors, what are some things that you're gonna be binge watching or what are some shows that you've already seen that you streamed uh regardless of whether it's on netflix hulu amazon disney plus whatever what are some shows that you're recommending to people to to watch especially when those sports yeah i mean i started early i got a head start on this whole thing i'm gonna um you know my my work or bean sports they they we're, we're working from home so I'm, I'm i i got a head start and i started like creating lists and uh, even started watching some shows. So I got, I watched the Dwayne Wade documentary already. I watched the Michael Big documentary already. Uh, I'm, uh, I started Atlanta. I started Dave, that new show, Hulu Dicky. Uh, I finished Succession, which is an HBO. Uh, and also 
uh, I've, I'm missing one. But l- like you can tell, I'm watching everything. And I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to take, uh, like, all the, all the shows and movies that I haven't watched in the last, like, three years because of sports, I'm just going to watch them all. I'm just going to watch everything. <laughs> okay, so what would be the five shows that you would recommend uh, to anybody well, that's not, not, not watched any of these or what shows that you're thinking of watching? Uh, you know, I think... I think for binge watching and for shows to get your attention for a while or for a long time, for not just a, like a one episode unveiled, but like a three, four episodes binge, yeah. at least. Uh, my number one show ever, ever, ever is The Office. And I'm going to watch that. I'm going to 100% watch it because I watch it almost every day. I just put it on for sleeping or anything. Especially and since then, it's going to be taken on Netflix. So you got to enjoy it while you can because I think it's oh, going on to... to um, the I think the I think NBC is creating their own streaming service, so they're gonna put it on theirs. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it 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 leaves in May. I gotta double check. We are, people gotta double check on that, but I know it's leaving Netflix this year. Yeah, it's leaving. So yeah, you gotta take advantage. I'm I know I am gonna take advantage. Um, I lo- I also like Friends, and that's also another show that I. That's like leaving Netflix too. That's going to HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, and well, I have it, so I'm good with that one. Um, and then, and then, I mean, I'm a sports junkie, like almost everybody that listens to the show and documentaries, documentaries are amazing. There's some great ones out there, uh, whichever, you know, if, if, whether it's soccer, baseball, uh, NBA, NFL, everything is out there. I, I, that's the thing I watch the most probably on like the streaming services, but I'm, I still got like a, a, a few to go, like a, not a few, yeah. but like a bunch to go. So I'm going to also take advantage of that. I just got my Disney plus subscription with ESPN and Hulu. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I have a lot of material there. It's just fun. I mean, I, like I like it because normally I would never have time to watch all of this. There was like a game I wanted to watch or anything. So yeah, what's, this is what's... a good time. Yeah, once uh, I don't know why. Once it's once it's like over here. Once it's four o'clock, I'm used to like sports being on pretty much until midnight, uh, in some capacity. And now that I get home, I turn on. I like it's always I always check Twitter to see what's you know what game is is catching people's attention, and I'll I'll, I'll go to it, or I look at ESPN and 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 you know just I. I, I usually, you know, tune in there and see what's going on, or, or like I said, I check Twitter, but it's just, it just feels weird not having sports on, yeah. uh, and and having it in the background every day, uh, but but yeah, uh, some shows I I think uh, I I I would recommend if you have Disney Plus, I would recommend the Mandalorian. That's the first. Uh, I I finished that in one day just because I I was really into it, and so that's that's a show that 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 I that I'm really into. I I also recommend um, on Disney Plus. Obviously, there's the, you have all episodes of The Simpsons. So oh yeah, that's another yeah. There's you have all seasons of The Simpsons there. So you know if you need something, just if you don't want to go through a, an entire season or you just want to watch something really quick uh i encourage you to watch that um the third show i'd recommend uh if you have netflix i'd go with uh better call saw so if you like breaking bad um that's obviously a spinoff of breaking bad so 
definitely watch that um on hulu uh, there's a couple there's two shows that i really like there's mayans uh, which is a spin-off of the sons of anarchy so those are that's another show it's two seasons already um and then the last thing on hulu or last two shows um one of them is uh it's a canadian sitcom it's letter kenny uh it's on hulu you have i think five seasons there um and then obviously king of the hill uh you have all seasons of king of the hill on on hulu so yeah those are the shows that i'm probably gonna either be rewatching again um or just you know watching episodes of of like the simpsons and king of the hill just to get me by until may and then hopefully sports comes back so uh yeah i think that we could that's as much as we can offer if you need some type of or some form of entertainment to to keep you sane especially if we go um in a in a lockdown like we like italy is right now i don't know if you've seen some of the videos that are coming out of italy where they're trying to find them some type of form of entertainment uh you see uh them playing like tennis with their rackets and and you know i think it's uh so two neighbors uh next to each other on the, in the on their apartment building just finding some type of form of entertainment so we're, that's what we're trying to do we're trying to help you all with uh some type of form of entertainment because we're gonna need it uh pat anything else you want to add uh before we go well it will be cool if the people that are listening now can send us what they recommend, you know, because there's, I think we're going to run out and we're going to need more materials. Yeah. So I'll probably, when I tweet out this episode of the podcast, I'll probably put a, a, a subtweet and I'll just, you know, have asked people quote, quote, tweet this with your top five uh, shows yeah. that you're going to be streaming, be you know, over the next two weeks, at least for sure. Like it's, it's definitely a 14 week quarantine where people are either going to be self quarantining or you have just because I think it says uh, seven to 10 days where if you're, you know, infected with the coronavirus, so that's that's the time, you know, seven to 10 days it takes for you to like show some type of symptom. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be, if, if, you know, people are barely going to be going outside and it's only going to be for like essential stuff. So you're pretty much going to be stuck inside uh, for the most part for these next month or two or however long we're going to be, you know, in this type of situation. So uh, yeah, I'll put that under there so people can, can put in their top five shows that they're going to be streaming and hopefully people discover a new show that they might like or, or just, or remember about old shows that they used to love. Um, Mm -hmm. So Pat, uh, Anything else that you wanna wanna add in there? No, uh, no, just uh, this is a weird situation. Yeah. And if any news come up, we'll obviously be there for Rayal's content. But uh, you know, just remember, stay at home, try to be safe, and stop the f- spread of the coronavirus. Yeah. That's much it. So yeah, if you don't have to go outside, don't go outside. Yeah. That's pretty much it. If you're going to go for like market, like essential stuff, like you're going to got to go, you got to go to the grocery store, you got to do laundry, uh, especially if you don't have one or, you know, a laundry set or a, or a laundry mat inside your apartment building, then yeah, those, those are, you know, you got to go, you got to do what you got to do. But if you're, if you're just going out to hang out with a friend or whatever, uh, yeah, you got to know there's FaceTime, <laughs> there's other stuff, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's what the government here in, in, in the U S is saying. You, if, if it's something that where you you don't need to go out, don't go out. So, uh, yeah. Uh, 
we'll see what whenever we do it, we record another podcast. We'll, we'll wait and see if the season gets canceled. Then obviously we got to do a recap of that. Um, if not, if there's going to be more games, then obviously we'll be back uh, to, to talk about them. But for now, uh, just enjoy this podcast episode. Um, if you haven't caught up on some of the other ones, uh, definitely check them out. They some of them like might have outdated information but still i mean if you haven't listened to our conversation with fernando fiore i don't think that one's going to age at all so if you want to go back and look at it uh it's definitely there for you to, to to listen i know we've done some a show with mariano trujillo juan buchale um ivan Valnav. if you haven't listened to those uh, pretty sure you know there's some outdated information but for the most part the conversations are are really good and, and we appreciate them for for their time that they've given to us so uh for patrick gameti uh, we'll talk to you when, whenever we're back. Hey guys, welcome to another Rumpa segment of the Rayados Nighty podcast. Um, well, we we talked about uh, Rayados uh, important games uh, this past week uh, during the last episode of the podcast and. Uh, well, it was a bittersweet week for us as Rayados fans because uh, on Wednesday, uh, Rayados did what basically 95% of the <laughs> fan base wasn't sure they could do, which was um, overcome at uh, a disadvantage of two goals against Juarez. Um, and uh, well, that game was was really uh, a roller coaster of uh, of emotions, cause it was like it was before the minute. Uh, I think it was before the minute ten, something like that. It was on the seventh minute that Funes Mori already scored one goal for Ayals. Um So we all got this uh, feeling that. Uh, not only we were gonna win that game and go to the final, but as as Rails was playing the first 15, 20 minutes, we all thought that it was gonna be a, a, a cakewalk, right? Like like uh, we all assumed that that we we were gonna we were gonna win like four or five nil, right? <clears throat> Uh, but that didn't happen. Um, Rayados has uh, repeated this this uh, symptom that has uh, be has been the 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 most consistent one, and this is the 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 lack of goals. Uh, they have tons of opportunities, but. Strikers are not on the zone, uh, are not on the on that hot spot that we were last month and a half of 2019, where every basically every every clear chance was was a goal, right? Um, but this 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 season hasn't been like that. So, uh, Rayados kind of struggled a little bit. Um, then, of course, you have to be reminded that uh, in La Copa MX, there's no VAR, so 
we got two goals and all. Um, they were called off by the referees, by uh, uh, supposedly because Funes Mori was offside. But one he was in one play he was, but in the other one, he was he was on side <laughs> by at least by a, a meter. Like it was really really obvious that he wasn't an offside. But then again. You have to consider that there's no VAR, so this is old school football, right? So it, it, it's something that you have to get used to. Uh, but I still don't get why championships from the same league are are, uh, are, are considered different by the referees of Barry the VAR. I apologize for all the noise. Uh, the background um, I'm outside so it's gonna be a lot of noise um, I hope this doesn't interfere as much as I'm assuming to so well um, the, the, the that that um, I, I don't know why there's VAR in the Copa I mean in the Liga MX and there's no VAR in the Copa MX I would assume that if you want players to get used to this new um, tool that you have, you, you have to use it e everywhere, right? Even in in games that, that are not uh, as important as the league, but I mean, you can, you can uh, abstain of using it by ju just only on, on friend friendly matches or some, something like that, because Every match that is official should have either should have bar or shouldn't have bar. You cannot have official competitions uh, in the same league that are considered differently, like ones with bar, ones with no bar. So uh, then, because there was no bar. The referee uh, invented this this penalty kick because I'm gonna call it as it is. I don't see the penalty. <clears throat> uh, Funes Mori goes to get the ball and he tricks himself with the Bravos uh, defender. And the referee said, "You know what? I have already called off two goals. <laughs> People's gonna." eat me alive is if I don't have this, uh, if I don't, uh, if, if this penalty is not uh, sanctioned, right? So he, he gave us, he gave us that penalty and uh, well, Nico Sanchez missed it, but in the rebound was able to, to, to get a goal. So we were 2 0, and uh, it was around minute 70, something like that, 70th minute. So we had 20 minutes of Rayos only going, 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 going for the third goal, but it wasn't, we just were not able to, to do so. And at the end, minute, I think it was the 94th minute. Juarez has this chance, and with a header, he hits the post, 
and then the rebound hits i think that it was uh uh montes and got deflected away to the corner kick and the referee uh whistle had the whistle for the to to, to indicate that the match was over uh, it was really a roller coaster because of emotions as i was saying because you were happy at the minute seventh then you were frustrated basically the next 40 minutes then you were angry at the referees for at least 10 15 minutes then happy again with Tico Sanchez goal then uh worried because the lack of the third goal then almost crapping your pants when when the third goal came well not the third goal when what is when Juarez uh had that chance so it was it was really uh up and down. So then what happened was that we were uh that that those games are are, are um automatic penalty kicks uh by rule so the definition was like that. So the first one was Jonathan Gonzalez and he missed it then Juarez scored the following the following four goals and then uh Rayados did four um good well they they didn't miss basically and at the end at on the fifth penalty the player I think is called Roland something like that um he tried to do a panenka try to kind of penalty and uh mochis didn't went for it so uh mochis cardinal like he was standing up and basically received the ball with the with his chest so he was <laughs> i mean when when you try that and you know you don't succeed you look really really stupid so that was the way for for Roland, then uh, it was um, Charlie Rodriguez, and then Quito Vinegra uh, closed the the penalties for Juarez, and he missed hitting the the post as he did back in 2013 when Rayados and Tigres uh, were in La Copa MX, and uh, he had the 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 definition and he missed um so Tigres lost that game they they were winning to Neil and uh then Rayados found a way to overcome that. Uh but yeah that was the 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 the, the game against Juarez so Rayados is gonna face Cholos in the final for La Cup La Copa MX and it's gonna be a hard one because Cholos is playing really good that tournament and Rayados is not. <laughs> it was most a matter of luck, I think, as as he's becoming the 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 way for Mohamed to get the results. A, a, a great deal of luck has to intervene, right? So then we are we were all pumped up for the weekend because whether the the copa mix uh has a much value or not 
the way that the team uh, show the 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 that they are alive basically kind of gave us hope for the weekend and then we were gonna face Chivas on Saturday in their stadium so what happened was that uh, Chivas basically went ahead one nil um, but Rayal was playing really good uh, again the if Rayados um, is able to concrete at least 30% of the chances that they create, we would win 3-0, 3-1. We would have at least three goals per game. But this hasn't been the case. So, so uh, Rayados uh, had the... the, the the goal because uh, Gallardo went on, on a dribbling streak <laughs> by himself on the left side and ended up having a great goal. So Reyes had like 25 minutes to get the other goal and then the controversy happened. Um, there's a foul on the right side of the pitch um, <clears throat> between the area and the 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 line that divides the 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 pitching half between exactly between those two um Layun did a cross and then Montes with a header got us the the advantage that was the two one result that we needed but then the referee called that off they didn't even went to the VAR. They, the the explanation that Arturo Bricio Carter gave, um, it was yesterday. I'm recording this on a Monday, so on Sunday he came out and said that uh, the the referee was on point because you have to wait for the referee to whistle to start over the game. This is a rule, right? Mm. Therefore, the play didn't count because there was no whistle. But if you know anything about football, if you are, you are not living under a rock for the last 25, 30 years, you know for a fact that there's something called madruguete. What is it? Basically, when everybody is discussing whether the 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 line that the, the defenders are accommodated to as a kind to 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 build a, a kind of a, of a wall of players, when they are discussing this and that, you have a lot of instances where. Ronaldinho, Pirlo, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, name the player. Whoever you know that does free kicks, they have taken advantage of that. When they are they are they are um, accommodating, they are trying to get in position to for this wall. 
they just kick the ball. They don't need the referee to tell them by blowing the whistle. This only this is only value. I mean, this is only permitted when you don't ask for a wall to be at their distance. If a player is uh, right next to the ball and you're going to tell them by blowing the whistle, this only this is only value. I mean. This is only permitted when you don't ask for a wall to be at their distance. If a player is uh, right next to the ball and you go to the referee and say, you know what, have this guy uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the distance that the wall should have, referee, so please uh, get this guy away so the referee is gonna do a signal like he's gonna uh, show his hand to the whistle and that means that until he blows the whistle you can proceed but if you do not ask the referee to do so then you're able to have your free kick at any point because you're you, you're not uh, seizing an advantage because the wall isn't at distance so you're the team affected by it, right? So this is why I didn't understand why he called the call off because if it wasn't, if he didn't blow the whistle then it's supposed to be a madruguete because nobody asked you for a wall and you can see frame by frame where Layun uh, puts the ball down then he he gets his distance to the ball so he can do the free kick the wall uh, by themselves they are accommodating the referee uh, draws the line to the ball into the wall then goes to the middle. So in all of this time, nobody asked for the wall. So there's no need for the whistle. <clears throat> so, well, at the end, somebody said, uh, somebody else said that uh, Montes didn't touch the ball. So that's why the, the goal was called off. But that doesn't match <laughs> the the the. Arturo Bricio Carter's uh, reason why the goal was called off. So I'm taking the the statement from the head of the referees uh, in Mexico. I'm taking that statement to do my uh, to to have my point across, right? Because I'm not I'm not gonna enter in the game of assuming this or assuming that. The the head of the referees in Mexico said that basically was called off because there was no whistle. But we don't need a whistle if you don't ask for the wall. So it's it's just nonsense at the end. Uh, that's not the reason why Real is the last place on the 18th place. 
that's another reason why I saw a lot of guys in, on Twitter say, well, yeah, but uh, this is uh, not because that's not the reason why uh, Rayados is on, on, on the 18th. No, that's not the reason why. It's not the referees. It's not the league. It's, it's just them. We're not... From, uh, we're not... Uh, having those goals that we are creating chances for. We are not even close. Of We have like 20, 25 <laughs> shots per game and we are only getting one or two goals maybe. So that's just uh, my, my point of view of, of the nonsense that, that, that Arturo Bricio Carter uh, explained. And uh, it's just for me, it's just nonsense. So that that basically means that uh, we are still in the last place. We are still the only team that haven't had a W this tournament. We at the Jornada 10, which is 10 games into the tournament. We only have seven left. Uh, you could win them all, yes. You could have this amazing closure, yes, but at this point, I don't know if that's possible. Um, the only ones who's gonna say that there is possibilities is the Yuppie Yuppies. Me, as a person that doesn't carry away by either the winnings or the losses, I'm just gonna say that it's harder right now um then it was obviously a couple of weeks ago but not only because the the tournament is getting closer to an end but because the the margin of error is just not existent no more so you have to win seven games if you want to go to la liga and even then you have to wait for some results to to combine so it's really not happening I don't think it's happening I think that Rayos is gonna put everything they they have in La Copa MX and uh, Mohamed please do not make statements as stupid as the one that you said when the Juarez game was over then he, that he said that uh, the there's three tournaments going on in Mexico CONCACAF which we are the reigning champions which we are La Liga, which we are the reigning champions, which we are. And La Copa, which we are on the final, which, again, we are. But that doesn't mean that everything is okay. CONCACAF, yes, you won that. Well, not Mohamed. Rayos won that. But remember that in La Liga, we suffer against Tigres. Another uh, loss. And they went ahead and won the championship so then you won la liga yes but with a lot of circumstances going on in your favor which demonstrates right now because you're not able to win and la copa is not gonna overshadow the tremendous failure that you are having in la liga because when it comes to um uh relevance when it comes to whether which one is more important la liga is more important than the cup or la copa so that's just 
Muhammad being Muhammad and I don't agree with him at all. So, well, then the 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 COVID nineteen uh, pandemia striked, so we don't have football uh, at least for the next month. Uh, so we don't know if the tournament is gonna get called off and they gonna they're gonna make Cruz Azul champion because they are the first place at the moment, or what's gonna happen? We don't know. We don't know if at whenever this this uh, uh, hysteria stops uh, they're gonna start where they left off meaning we're gonna play Jornada Once and then so on and so forth we we don't know at the moment so well that's that's just basically it for my part uh, thank you everybody who listens who comments who shares this podcast Thank you, everybody involved in it. Uh, big shout out to Pat. Big shout out to Eddie. Uh, shout out to all my rompistas. Follow me on Twitter at rompasisback. Um, and well, stay stay home. Please stay home. We we have to follow uh, doctors' um, indications to control this this. Uh, this disease that is affecting basically the entire world. Uh, everybody is responsible for their own actions. So if you don't have anything to go out, if you don't have a reason to go out for, please don't do so. Um, stay home. Remember, it's not vacations. It's, uh, this is an emergency. Uh, we are our living in. And uh, well, I hope everybody's okay. I hope that uh the 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 that everybody gets we we have to defeat this sticking together but not close from each other <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening have a great week <laughs> <laughs>